0: if you can be at a higher energy level or a focus level and you're able to get a little bit different work type done, maybe make a little bit better of decisions. We're not just trying to maintain our chronic stress levels. Self-care is part of that 80% mindset shift. Hey everyone,
1: I'm Annie Dickerson and on behalf of the entire Good Egg Investments team, I wanted to welcome you to this episode of the Life and Money Show, the show where we talk about so much everything from investing to financial freedom to parenting traveling creating a life by design and everything in between today i'm here with my amazing co-host susan elliott susan start by sharing with everyone a little bit about what we're talking about today
0: all right everybody welcome to the show today we're going to be diving into The idea of self-care around our finances, around the end of the year, what does self-care look like in our life by design, and how can we use it to optimize our growth towards financial freedom, financial independence, and all the connections in between. So we're really excited to take this kind of like narrowed look at the topic of self-care today. Indeed. Especially this time of year, as we're entering into the holiday season, it can be a roller coaster.
1: Yeah, plus with all the illnesses you're going through a cold i just came off two back to back colds my kids are sniffling all the time and so all the more reason for self care and to set yourself up for a great end of the year as well as a great start to the year ahead a just quick note for all you overachievers out there and those of you focused on achievement and climbing the ranks I mean, when people first started talking about self-care in my field, in my world, I'd be like, "Ah, this self-care stuff again. I don't have time for this. It's like, I've got all my, I've got deadlines. I've got kids to pick up. Exactly. All these things on my list. Self-care, like, are you kidding? Like, I don't have time for that. And you may be in that boat too. We Mm -hmm. totally understand where you're coming from. There's so much to do, so much to be done. So many people counting on you. But all the more reason why you need to take care of yourself. And we're going to talk about different ways that Susan and I do that. Even within our busy lives, we both got young kids. We understand the carpool schedule. We understand the daycare and the work from home, all of that stuff. And so we're going to get into all of that. But first, just a quick reminder for anybody who's looking for a little dose of financial self-care, a great way, if you've got time this holiday season and you want to brush up or you want to educate yourself on what passive real estate investing is all about and learn whether or not it's for you. A great place to start is our Passive Real Estate Investing 101 email course. It's a free seven-day email course. We'll send you one email a day for seven days, chock full of resources, links, podcasts, videos to get you started on your path to passive investing. The best way to get a hold of that is to go to goodegginvestments.com
0: slash free course. All Annie, right. did you know that that's how I learned about passive investing? This year your no. seven-day course. Get out. In, in 2019, <laughs> when my world was like blown wide open with real estate investing and just the mm-hmm. idea that like, oh, I, Susan Elliott, can do this. I'm mm-hmm. not an expert. I'm not a contractor. I'm not a broker or a realtor, but I can do real estate investing. And I think that a lot of our listeners, too, will resonate with this, that in the beginning, in fact, I was just talking to an investor last week, and she's new in the journey in her early 20s. High five. Mm, Right. And was like, there's about a million different options here. And um, I'm trying to decide between them all. (laughs) And so I was in that same boat, like, do I do this or A, B, C, D, F, Q? I mean, all of the options. And the seven day course was like, A Nice, juicy educational email. So it's not just a short, like little quick tip that you can Google and find. It's like, this is a process. This is a progress of how it kind of all works. And it was holistic enough that like, wow, I got it at the end of seven days. I knew that that was going to be where I was going to head. It sounded like the easiest and the best form of building my wealth. So it's amazing to think about that now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I am part of the Good Egg team. I must have really, really enjoyed that (laughs) subconsciously. Well, self-care. So where do we start? Oh, my goodness. I love that you brought up that like we're right there with you with, I mean, Mm. I have young kids. Your kids are a little bit older, like sick days, sick schedules, working from home. I mean, It's like you can layer in all of the excuses and reasons why. And we are both like driven women to Mm -hmm. reach financial independence, reach financial freedom, to have an impact on our world around us, to do good things, to build businesses, to do all the things. And so self-care can get dropped so quickly. And thank you for like having that wisdom to start us with like, no, no, no. Self-care is an accelerator. Everybody. I don't know if you knew that. And taking care of our energy and the way that we're focused and the way that we're feeling is a way to optimize our path towards financial independence. So Annie, tell us a little bit about what you've gone through over the years or are and have landed in right now. And like what does it self-care look like for you? It's hilarious
1: because Self care used to routinely be the very last thing on my list.
0: Oh, same. Uh, Yeah. Same.
1: And even earlier this year, at the beginning of 2023, if you looked at my calendar, like seven back to back Zoom meetings was a good day. Like it was just nuts. And so at the end of that, I was like, well, I got to do the work that I just promised on all these meetings. When am I going to have time for self-care? I don't have time for self-care. What I will say is that for me, it's been not the big things, but the little things that have slowly little by little opened the door for me. One of the very first things that I did, and I didn't even think of it as self-care, and that might help some of you out there, is like If the topic of self-care seems too soft for you, don't think about it that way. Think about it, add it as another thing on your list. The first things that I did was my good friend told me about this type of chiropractic care called network spinal chiropractic, and it's different from the normal type where it's like They crack you and they pop you. I was like, I don't want that. But this type of network spinal, it's called, they work with energy gateways. So it's energy work, it's body work. And I thought, I'll try anything once. I'll give it a shot. So this was years ago. It's not like we had all this money lying around. These sessions are not cheap. It was like getting a massage twice a week. That was the equivalent of the cost wise. But I was like, you know what? She's seeing great results. I'm going to give it a try. And so twice a week, I would go and lie on this table. And I can't tell you that every single time I got amazing results, but you know what it forced me to do was twice a week. I had to lie down, put my phone away, put my computer away. I couldn't be on any meetings. Like in the middle of the day. That's right. In the middle middle of the the day. day. No kids because I had signed up for it. I had paid for it. I was Mm -hmm. accountable and I made sure I got to that appointment twice a week, every week. And I laid on that table and at first it was just all these thoughts racing through my mind. And eventually it got to be, I started to clear my mind during that time and it became my time. It's like, okay, I started looking forward to it rather than begrudgingly like, ah, that thing that I signed up for, I got to go. But I will say it's been sort of an evolution for me in that way. that first I signed up for it, kind of just curious. And then I was like, ah, it's another thing on my list. But then I saw the light at the other end. And then this has grown into not just chiropractic, but meditation, spiritual development, personal development, all sorts of things. But that's kind of what kickstarted it for me.
0: And I bet that you found on the other side of that midday session that your work was much more efficient, much more joyful, much more effective. And it's funny how it's almost takes this like little subconscious version of ourselves to hit the like schedule. And I like that you said, like, I paid for it. I do that too. Yeah. I'm like, well, if I paid for it, I bought a gym yep. membership this year. This yep. was huge for yeah. me. And I'm like, I paid for that. I'm going to go, or I sign up for events like races mm-hmm. for marathons. Yeah. And I've got to train for that. And it gets me to it's like a little mini accountability partner inside my own heart mm-hmm. that knows that if I sign up for it, that there's something that's telling me it's this is going to be helpful on the other end. And yes. I can't tell you it's going to increase my output by 25% or like <laughs> give me a ton of new creative ideas. There's like this inner wisdom that knows that we need to yeah. do it and that it's going to be beneficial yeah. in so many realms of our life on the other side. And it's tied like into,
1: that. as you're talking, it's reminding me of these studies that they've done about- current you versus future you. And this is like mm. a real thing. This isn't just something that people oh, talk yeah. about, but it's like a real thing in your brain that when you plan, you think about future you in a much different way than you think about current you. And mm-hmm. so this is why first of all people sometimes put off retirement planning because they think, "Oh, that's for future me." But also, you know, you can use that as an opportunity, things that, you know, like going to see a friend. If You told me to do that right this moment. Oh, I got to think about, I got to put on my coat. I got to get all my stuff. I got to go. And maybe this isn't a friend I know well. So maybe there's some social anxiety there. I don't know. Maybe I won't do it. But if I'd already planned it ahead of time, I'm thinking, that's future me's problem. And I've already put it on the calendar. Maybe I've already paid for it. I've already committed to it then when the time comes, don't even think about it. It's like Mel Mm -hmm. Robbins' five-second rule. It's five, four, three, two, one, just do it without thinking Mm -hmm. about it. Don't let that current you get in the way because you've already done the planning for future you. So that's another way that you can kind of skirt that.
0: (laughs) I love you. And I love that. And that's such a great segue into talking about financial self-care. I think Mm -hmm. that we talk about, you know, the benefits of investing and taking up care of our finances as if it's just this like precious thing in our life. Right. We're not ignoring it. We're not neglecting it. We're nurturing it. We're growing it. We're building the wealth because we know that this future version of ourselves way down the road sometimes if we're thinking about retirement is going to benefit from it. And so we really have to embrace that future you and holding them sort of like closer in our hearts. So I like the idea of financial self-care because I think too, it can place a lot more fun and joy around regular financial tasks that we all have to do. For instance, end of year tracking, right? Where did I make my investments? Where did I save money? Where did I spend extra money this year? Being able to do that kind of yearly planning, but also even the monthly stuff, like talk to us, Annie, about what financial self-care looks like with regular practices that you can think of.
1: Yeah. I mean, let's just take, we're at the end of the year. Let's just talk about holiday gifts, right? Oh yeah. This is a huge one, right? And I'll just Just a quick example here is let's say that you're buying holiday gifts. You don't know how many people on your list that you want to buy for. And you're like, "Eh, maybe I'll just, you know, spend somewhere between 20 to 30 to $50 a person for the most people and maybe 10, 20 bucks for smaller gifts. And then you start going on Amazon, start going on Etsy, whatever, and things start to rack up. And each time you hit that purchase button, you're like, "Oh, little doses." This, yeah, you're like, "I feel bad about this, but I want to give this gift." And then you start—it's just this little pinch of guilt, and you're just like, "I don't know if I want to spend that money." but I don't know if I want to, but I think I should. Ah, what do I do? Right. And so that's one scenario where, you know, you kind of have this loose framework, you know, you want to buy the gifts, but you haven't really pre-planned it versus another scenario where you're like, okay, holiday gifts are coming up. I've got a bunch of people on my list this year. I'm going to budget $500 or it could be $750,000, whatever it is. You say, that's how much I'm going to spend. Okay great, these are the people I want to buy bigger gifts for. Okay, that's going to be $50 for each of these people. Okay, that leaves about $250 left on my list. Okay, then this next group of people, I'm going to spend $25 for them and then $10 and so on. And then each time you go, it's fun because you say, okay, I got $50 to spend on this person. I've already budgeted it and I'm so excited. What can I find for $50? It's the same outcome. You still have a gift to give that person at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. but the feeling
0: is different. And that's what's key. I love that. It's almost like your self-care, financial self-care, regular financial self-care is the antidote to this chronic stress and anxiety that these little pinches that you call them can have upon our life. So even little doses of self-care, especially with finances, because finances can be such a source of anxiety and stress in our lives and if we only think about that in the big pictures of like how can i make this big investment or this big financial decision then you're ignoring that those like daily little tiny pinches of moments where you could be substituting joy for the anxiety that comes along with that oh my gosh that resonates with me so much this time of year especially as I go to spend more money on people. And I just want to be able to give gifts to everybody, right? I know, um,
1: right? It's that like fine line, especially as women, as moms, you want to give, 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 but you also have to preserve for your family and your own financial well-being, which is why just that little bit of planning. I know budgets are not the sexiest thing and financial planning is not always the most exciting, but you know, just with a little bit of forethought, then you can bring more joy into. And it, like Susan said, is it's just about those little moments and those start to add up. And if you can just have little moments of joy throughout your day, and that's, you know, I mentioned the seven back to back meetings I used to have every day. What got me out of that was one day I was like, Wait, why don't I just step outside for a second before my next meeting? I stepped out and I took like three deep breaths. I felt the sunshine on my face. It wasn't a big thing. Didn't cost me anything. Didn't Mm -hmm. have to coordinate anything. I just literally stepped outside. I felt so much better. Like, why haven't I been doing this? I've been working out of a cave. Haven't been leaving my desk for eight hours a day. Why don't I just do these little bits of things? And I started getting myself some tea between meetings. Or like little things, right? Mm -hmm, And so I want to hear too, Susan, and I know we're going to talk more about the financial piece, but tell me a little bit about your self-care. And I know you do so much stuff. I'm always amazed by all of the like marathons and the excursions that you go on. So tell us a little bit about your self-care.
0: Well, I am trying to be better. And this year, one of my big kind of vision goals for 2024 is those small bits Mm. of self-care. And in fact, one of my gifts to myself and my husband that I want to make this holiday season is to buy us new, like, glorious little lovely handmade mugs. (gasps) I'm like, babe, I'm going to get us new mugs this holiday season. It's going to (laughs) be great. It's my big gift. And it's because that we drink our coffee every day. We upgraded to mm-hmm. an espresso machine. That was like a big upgrade for oh, us too. Yeah. We're not just doing the like plastic pour over cups that we do uh-huh. when we go camping. <laughs> but it's because this is like the daily dose of joy. And I want to have something beautiful and lovely in my hands when I go to do that. But no, it's funny. I appreciate your applause there for everything I do. I have some air quotes <laughs> happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes it's really hard. This morning I woke up and I was gonna go to the gym because mm-hmm. I have this cold, so I'm trying to just do workouts inside instead of running outside. But I was just like, my throat just hurt. And I'm like, I don't think it's good for my body. So I couldn't make it happen. And that changes the trajectory. So, but then I was like, what can I do right now? And you just have to insert something else in there to like set my energy for the day. And it was, I'm just going to like take a shower without kids in the room. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to sneak in here and just shower and the kids don't even know I'm awake. This is great. (laughs) That was my... Little bit of self care for this morning. I like for me, body movement is a big part of that energy dose. I think in between meetings, I'll do some like quick stretches or jump around to a song, for instance, in my house. I try to go for even like a 10 minute run in the middle of the day resets my energy and just gives me like a little dose of taking care of myself in the middle of the day. That's really necessary for me and my own sort of mental health and wellness. And to be able to give the amounts that I want to give at work at for volunteer work, for my kids, all of that kind of stuff. Um, So that's a big element. And then I would say as a mom, I feel like self-care for me is... Being able to know that I'm devoted special time to my kids, really intentional time to my kids. And yeah. I recently. Um, not just where you learned- have your phone in one hand and you're yeah. playing with them on the other. Yeah, exactly. Or I'm thinking of all the things that I need to do too. I'm thinking about oh. that list. Yeah. And Filty. then I'm just like, I'm not having fun because I'm seeing like I could be folding the laundry right now while we're doing this, sweetie. Wow. You know, okay. and. Yeah. I recently took a parenting class called Hand in Hand. And part of that is just giving you a suite of tools that you can use to help regulate your kids' emotions and build these great strong bonds. And one of them is special time where I set a timer and I say, sweetie, for the next 20 minutes, you have me to yourself. Like I put the timer on, I put it aside. I can't even pet the dog. I can't even get water for myself. I need to like make sure I go to the bathroom before this special time, right? (laughs) Because nothing. And I literally like she is the director of the time. So I stand Mm -hmm. there and I'm just like, all right, what are we going to do? And she gets to decide. And sometimes she's like, I don't know, mommy, what should we do? And I say, I don't know. You got to decide. And it becomes, she becomes the leader, Mm -hmm. but it allows me to just like, I've set this boundary around our wonderful time together. And I end that session way more fulfilled. Our bond grows stronger. I allow myself to not think about the lists, all of those things. And I even see that as personal self-care because I want to have these strong relationships with my kids and be able to have those times in life where I don't think about the lists. I don't think about the tasks around the house. And one of those times is meditation. That's when we can practice that. But I love that this is like almost like meditation with my kids. So those are a couple of the like little everyday bits of self-care that's really made a difference for me.
1: That. And I love that you mentioned this concept of boundaries. And I think for self care, that's so important because every one of us is m- bombarded every single day, whether it's kids, or pets, or spouse, or coworkers. There's always something that somebody else needs from us. And, you know, to be able to hold your space and to be intentional about how you want to spend your time. I love that special time. And I love that you can't even pet the dog during that time. You can't go to the bathroom, can't Mm -mm. get water. It's like fully devoted. How cool, like how rare is that in life? Yeah, She's
0: even come up to me and be like, mom, next time we have special time, I got a plan. We're going to go do this. We're going to do this craft. And then we're going to transition. And then we're going to read this book. And then I want you, Mm -hmm. you to see me dance on the bed. Okay. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> next time you got a plan. I love it. I, I love, love it. that. Yeah. Well, what boundaries? Tell me, Annie, what do you do in the morning? I feel like this is such a hashtag morning yeah. routine, hot topic amongst yeah. entrepreneurs and achieving people. And then now that I'm a mom of two young kids, I'm like, don't even talk to me about mornings, please. Right. <laughs> so I'd love to hear how you see about mornings. Maybe what your morning routine, self-care evolution has gone through. Tell me about your mornings. Yeah. It's definitely been an evolution for
1: sure. And I've fallen off the wagon many times. And so I'm not a regular like 5 a.m. person. I've had my times where I've been very good about that. And other times when I roll out of bed like five minutes before I need to get somewhere or do something. And so I've run the whole gamut. Currently, I will tell you my current morning routine. I look forward actually to waking up at 5.30 in the morning. My kids have to be up by seven. So that gives me, you know, once I've gotten in my workout clothes and I get downstairs, it gives me about a little over an hour to myself. And I recently came across this Arabic word. I'm going to totally butcher it. I have no idea how to say it. Subie, S-O-U-B-H-I-Y-E.
0: E. Maybe someone can send us a little voice recording of it. That would be fantastic. We would love to hear that.
1: And this word means that time in the morning where it's totally quiet before anybody else gets up, where you can just enjoy that quietness to yourself and enjoy a cup of tea, a cup of coffee to yourself. And that's what I enjoy the most because life is hectic and, you know, once the kids are up, it's go, go, go until I get back in bed at night. And so that morning time and what I'm doing during that time is I'm working out and I'm doing a meditation. I've had variations throughout the year. Sometimes I read, I often fall asleep when I read in the morning. So sometimes that doesn't work out great. I've great bedtime, morning,
0: bedtime activity, <laughs> yeah,
1: morning pages where I'll write three pages. I've done lots of variations and different things have worked throughout the years but I do find that when I do prioritize it and I do do it, that it does make a huge difference in my day because the movement to what you were talking about, I've also had a journey with my whole like body image, all of that stuff over the years. And I've done lots of diets over the years, especially as a teenager, young adult, done lots of exercise programs. And until very recently, it was all about losing weight. Like for me, it was exercise equals losing weight. That was the whole purpose. And it wasn't until very recently that I realized, wait, exercise is a spiritual endeavor. When I exercise, I'm fully present in my body and I can Mm. be right which is such a rare thing. And on meetings, I'm always thinking about, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next idea? But when I'm working, I'm forced to think about, okay, this glute exercise is killing me right now. Oh my gosh. But I'm thinking about just that muscle or just that breath or just Just one more rep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, In that way, it stills the mind, which is a great way to start the day. I never thought about that before. I always thought about it as a way to accomplish something else. And then once I lost the weight, then it was like, okay, don't need that anymore. But my new mindset around it is it helps to still the mind and helps me to be here, be right here right now so that I can have a great start to the day. One thing I'll add real quick to that is you mentioned recently you didn't go to the gym because you were sick. And I've had those mornings where even if I'm not sick, I'm like, I just don't feel it this morning. And another thing, self-care journey I've been on is the journey of the should. I used to should all over myself. And it was like, okay, I should (laughs) get up right now. I should go get the kids right now. I should be playing with the kids right now. I should be working on this next project. And my life was full of these shoulds. And so even that, even if nothing on the outside changes, but your mindset changes. And now when I catch myself saying I should do this, I'm like, wait, who told me I should do that? Where did this come from? (laughs) What can I I
0: replace that
1: with? Yeah. Yeah. And so even small things like that can
0: be part of self-care. I almost think that those small things are the most powerful too. I mean, I... Going yeah. on a big one-time vacation retreat sort of thing would be fantastic. And I love doing stuff like that. But if I can do it for 15 minutes every day, my life is better overall than yeah. the one big vacation yeah. blowout trip, meditation, retreat, yoga, yeah. all the things. I know. Um, yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, I talked about my evolution and it used to be like I would just sign up for self-care things knowing that I'd already paid for it and I have to do it. And then I would do it and I'd be like, well, self-care is done. Back to work. (laughs) But now it's like integrating it in every moment as much as I can throughout the day. It's almost more challenging, even though it's little things, but Mm -hmm. it's habits and you have to constantly think about it. And so it's almost like the ninja-ing of (laughs) self-care.
0: Yeah. The ninja-ing and it's the habits that change our life, the daily habits that change our lives anyways. So yeah, that's yeah. absolutely right. And I think that's why people do focus on the morning routine to set your energy for the day. And I'm glad that we can make that real. That like you go in and out of these morning routines. Oh, yeah. It is real, though, that when you can do something in the morning, like I said, even this morning, I mean, I was going to shower mm-hmm. anyways, right? But I was like, no, no, this shower yes. is my self care. I just reframed it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe my kids even would walk into the room and it still would have been, even though that was my idea, yes. I'm like, oh, okay, they're not in the room. This is great. Even if they walked in the room, it would have been like, Oh, I'm resetting my energy. Mm-hmm. I'm it's those daily things that makes a big difference. Right now, my son wakes up at five AM. Sometimes it's six AM, mm-hmm. but when it's six AM, you're it's like natural oh, alarm goodness. clock. I can sleep more. <laughs> yeah, it's my little alarm clock my little 21-month-old alarm clock. And I used to, in the beginning, it was like, okay, I'm waking up. I can't have any morning routine anymore. That was my mindset around that. Like, this is fully preventing me from doing what I want to do in the morning. And then I'm like, wait a minute. First of all, this is a glorious little time between just me and him before everybody else gets up for like an hour in the house. I get a sip of my coffee. He is adorable. It's glorious. He's super happy in the mornings. And recently I've been like, how can I move my body around this time period? Cause he is an active little guy. And yeah. so we roll out the yoga mats and we just kind of play and move and, I've shifted my mindset around something that I'm already doing, and I barely changed it, and now it's self-care. And now it's something that can, like, power me up instead of suck me down and just sort of be like, okay, and now I have to make all the kids lunches, and I have to Mm -hmm. do get ready for work. And just, it's a mindset around this. To bring it back to why self-care is such an accelerator, it's because it is. We hear people talk about building wealth or the journey to financial freedom is 80% mindset and 20% action and tactics. I'm like, what does that actually mean? Well, this is what that means. Self-care is part of that 80%. This is how daily habits to take care of yourself and prioritize what you need to have like a great day is the 80% power up. Because if you can be at a higher energy level or A focus level and you're able to get a little bit different work type done, right? Maybe make a little bit better of decisions, a little bit more, oh yeah, I'm going to take care of my future self today a little bit too, right? We're not just trying to maintain our chronic stress levels, get by, right? So these are, self-care is part of that 80% mindset shift.
1: Yeah. And I think what you mentioned there was key that you know with your mornings with your son you know you were already doing it and you could stay in that oh, i have to do this Oh, my life is the worst why did i have kids uh oh, i just want oh, it to. it just sleep makes in. me laugh thinking about how i used right. to have
0: that <laughs> like, <really?
1: laughs> but, but just like it is so cute that awareness i think whether it's financial well-being whether it's self-care whether it's making friends building relationships It's that awareness. You don't have to change anything that you're doing. You don't have to add another thing to your list. The awareness that, wait a second, this isn't optimal for me. I want this time or this thing that I am doing anyway to be a little bit better. How can it be a little bit better? And just reframing it like you did. I love that little example where you're like, okay, well, let's just get out the yoga mats. Let's just try something new. Let's play a little bit versus the drudgery of having to get up so early and it's dark and it's cold. But just, it gives you just a little glimmer of like looking forward to that time and getting mm-hmm. joy out of that time where before it was energy draining. Now it can
0: give you energy. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that as a listener, this episode is strategically coming out at the end of the year. So maybe you're listening to it while you're doing holiday activities. Maybe you're even catching it in the new year, right? We're in this mindset of like, how can we level up different parts of our lives, right? You're going to be setting New Year's goals coming up here soon. You've hopefully done your kind of tracking and audit from last year, your reflection on what's happened. And we invite you to take this transition time of the holidays, right, where your schedule is a little bit upended. Maybe you're traveling, maybe you're with kids to start to recognize those moments that are part of your regular routine. They're that you can change into self-care moments. Maybe it's a transition between meetings where you needed a glass of water anyways. Like how can that turn into like just a lovely sip of tea instead of just a quick run to the bathroom to get some water and coming back into your meetings, right? Maybe you can go outside. Maybe with your kids at a certain time of day, things are really hard. I know like bedtime activities are like sometimes a little bit. So like how can that become energizing for you in different ways so that you're moving into the new year, with a greater awareness around your day-to-day activities and how the self-care can fit into your schedule just in the regular time and not in these big bucket time periods. Exactly. And
1: You know, as you build up those little bits of energy and you fill up your own cup, that's how you're going to have the energy and the passion and the curiosity to be able to explore things like passive real estate investing and to start to build wealth. Think about retirement planning. Think about things like whole life insurance or saving for your kid's college. All of that requires your energy and your attention. And if it's at the bottom of the list because you haven't taken care of yourself then future you is not going to be very happy with you. And so nobody will do the self-care except you. You have to do it for yourself. It's the one thing that, you know, somebody else could even buy you a massage, but you still have to take yourself there. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a huge, possibly one of the hardest things that I've had to learn is to take care of myself because I've had to fight the programming of society, of my parents, of my immigrant upbringing to take Mm -hmm. care of everybody else first But I'm always reminded on the airplane, they say, put your mask on first. And then, okay, okay, I get it. So starting to put my mask on first. So for anybody who's starting out on that journey, I'm right there with you. I'm learning Mm -hmm. all the things too. But with that, Susan, it's been an incredible, incredible year. Difficult at times, challenging at times this past year. But can you believe we're already at the end of the year
0: Oh my goodness. No, no. I'm so excited for next year though. I'm so excited. There's just such big shifts happening and there's a lot to learn from from this year, but also lots of growth that can happen. So Mm -hmm. this is a fun time and I'm actually taking some of our time off. You know, kids are home from school, but I'll be working just a little bit in the like fun self-care work tasks of like visioning and strategy. Mm -hmm. And also like, and how can I when things get really busy and hectic, I want to create the list for my board here in front of my computer (laughs) that I can see every day of like little self-care tasks that I can take on when I'm feeling a little bit down or a little bit busy or, and that means, you know, going outside. So I'm actually going to be creating that list here soon, which I'm excited to do as well. While I'm in this space of like taking care of myself over the holidays and and not trying to say, okay, first thing Monday morning when I'm back at work, I'm going to do that. No, no, no. Yes. That's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. yeah, That's a great and idea.
1: Just to have a list to remind yourself in those moments when you have two minutes and you're like, what should I do right now? You just look at the list. I even recently Googled self-care bingo card. And I was like, <laughs> oh, this could be really fun. Tack that up. And then you've got a bunch of ideas right there. And so just lots of fun ways, whether, you know, you're trying to build more self-care habits for yourself or trying to take care or be more mindful about your financial well-being. Know that our whole team is here for you to support you and this community. And we're so grateful for each and every one of you. As Susan said, we have an amazing year ahead. We've got lots of big plans for this podcast and the conversations that we're going to have ahead. We hope to feature some of you on future podcasts. So if you're interested or you want to give us your feedback and ideas for what you'd like to hear in future shows, Just go to goodeginvestments.com slash survey. We've got a quick listener survey for you. We'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas. As with everything at Good Egg Investments, we like to be right there with you and co-create everything. We'd love to hear from you. So goodeginvestments.com slash survey. All right, with that, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Life and Money Show, the show all about helping you to create a meaningful and intentional life by design. For show notes or to listen to previous episodes, go to lifeandmoneyshow.com. For information on how to invest with us to create passive income and build wealth for your family, go to goodeginvestments.com. Or again, if you're at the beginning of your journey and you want to know if passive investing is right for you, you can go to goodeginvestments.com slash free course to get that passive investing one-on-one course. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe, share this podcast with a friend, and leave us a five-star review so that we can continue to bring you incredible new conversations all about life and money. Till next time, remember that your financial journey is a lifelong adventure, and we're here with you every step of the way. Thanks for listening. Susan, any last words? Go take care of yourself. (laughs) Do something for yourself. I'm gonna go take care of myself right now. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thanks, ya. everybody.